0: You can support the Dungeon Masters Dojo in some very simple ways. Be patronizing, like Lou, and become a patron on Patreon and unlock exclusive patron content.
1: Or if you're like Scott and long-term commitment is an issue, you can buy us a Sasaki, shop our merch page for DMD swag, or use our DriveThruRPG affiliate link next time you shop, DriveThruRPG. Or visit us on the web at thedungeonmastersdojo.com. There, you'll
2: find links to all the above. Don't forget to email us and say hello.
0: Thanks for listening. The Wilderin, our setting for an acorn's journey, a DMD story. This fantastic forest is a realm all of its own, with species and people unique only to its geography. Protected by what some call its ancient magic, the wilderin does not allow evil into it, and will not allow the evil within to leave. So put your hiking boots on, Because we're walking the Wilderin. It's our homebrew world, the Wilderin, this week
2: on the Dungeon Masters Dojo.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Dungeon Masters Dojo podcast. This is a show for game masters and players alike. We hope to bring you tips and tricks to elevate your game and develop the art of dungeon mastery. I'm your host, Louis Ponte, and these are your dungeon masters, Scott Labby and Bill Robitaille. Let's enter to the dojo and see what they have in store for us today. Hiking boots are on, boss.
0: We're taking a stroll. We'll probably get lost. That's why we took Bill with us. I'm not happy.
2: You never Ste- are. stepped out the door. What do I do? I step in a whole bunch of fairy flop. Yeah. will so just drop it anywhere. Anywhere.
0: Anywhere. And he can't even see it. It smells smell like hell. Oh, jeez Yeah. yeah mushrooms. <laughs> we are on the last day of our week-long adventure. Of course, the adventure itself is already wrapped up, and some of the cast have gone home, but we're still here, the three of us, and, and Rhodey Sin.
2: They're, they're hearing this months after we've... We finished this week later. long. This will be the future us.
0: Yes, the future us. <laughs>
2: Let's leave a message for our future us. No, we'll do that later. We'll do that offline. <laughs> All right, the Wilderin.
0: Yeah. But before we get started, uh, yeah. Uh, we are not in in our normal high-tech studio of Bill's basement. <laughs> we are still in this delightful house that we rent from this wonderful man, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Thank you. Very much. So you may hear some background noise, namely a train. Train. There's a commuter rail a, a
2: block and a half away that we try very hard to, you know, hit the mute button real quick before it goes by, but it doesn't always work. So if you think you hear a train in the background, you are.
0: Yeah, and and we we do that. We hit the mute button, but then since we're old and now, we forget where we left off, so we have to start all over again. Uh, so this is... I think number 30. Yes. um, (laughs) 31 to be exact. So we're just, just we've been doing this for a week. We're getting tired. We're just going (laughs) to leave it on. If you hear a train, um, sorry, just imagine it's a,
2: a dragon flying overhead, letting out
0: a bellow. It sounds very similar to that. (laughs) So we've had some, some folks express interest in our, our week long getaway of, of gaming. And, I can understand why it's a really, really good time. We do make it sound awesome.
1: Yeah, you don't
2: make it sound awesome.
0: <laughs> it just
1: fucking is awesome. It's, Thank you, Lou. It's the
0: highlight of my year. <laughs> Mine too. Yeah, I enjoy it very much. And we we did it this year, um, shaking our fists in defiance of COVID, uh, with a smaller group, a well vaccinated smaller yes, group. Yes, <laughs> and we're uh, we're taking taking the listeners along with us since we can't, we can't invite all of you, which, which we would love to do. But there's so many that the house isn't big enough. And that's not really tooting our horn because the house only sleeps like 21. And I know there's more than like, I think we have 22 listeners. So. Uh, well, it depends. A holiday, sometimes it jumps up to like 24. Yeah. So After you remind your family members that you're doing this. So we figured it would be really, well, we figured it'd be a good idea to give you a little background on some of the stuff in our homebrew world so that you had some context. So while you were listening to and hopefully enjoying our actual play, that um, you'd have an idea of, you know, what it's all about, the, the setting for it. So the first thing we're churning out is The Wilderin. Let's talk about its origins.
2: Let's talk about its origins. Um, yeah, it just, dude, we got to go all the way back to the beginning with you and me cracking a bottle of scotch
0: in your living room because that's kind of its origin. Yeah, it, it is an ancient forest. used to be much larger, but there was a cataclysmic event that caused I didn't it, do it for once for once <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth <laughs> yeah it was a, it was a cataclysmic event that that occurred many 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 years before the actual game takes place that that shrunk its size a little bit it sits on the eastern part of the continent a primary continent of our world Heimiran and it shrunk the forest a little bit but then there was there came a blight and the gnomes intervened with the best of interest and they killed the rest of the forest, turning it into a desert.
2: Yeah, they have they tendency to, to do little things like that on
0: occasion. That was a big one. <laughs> that was the big one. That was uh that that was the really big one. And that's the one that kind of soured the world to a certain variety of gnome.
2: One that Lou has the tendency to play fairly often.
0: But we did. It had its origins in the real world in a living room and a half a bottle of scotch.
2: Yeah, I think we started building the map of the world first. We had some ideas of what we wanted to do, but we wanted to make sure a variety of ecologies were represented. And we decided to put a rift right across the entire continent from one coast to the other and this 3 250 300 foot cliff depending on where you were bisected the entire continent and this gave us that opportunity to do a couple of different ecological systems and the 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 right the cleft as we call it ripped the continent in half the wildern was expanded most of the continent and this basically cut it in half and the southern portion survived the northern portion with the blight, because that's where it started, was, um, like you said, ruined by uh, some ministrations that did not help. And but, Best of intentions. Best of intentions. But the southern part, because of the cleft, was spared the blight. Uh, but it had been reduced considerably because of other circumstances. And it kind of consolidated things. Then we, we kind of like, okay, we now we have these we have a desert up here. We have a forest here. We have a massive city over there. We have borderlines. We have shorelines. We made a couple more continents to be disclosed later. And now we need to populate these, these places.
0: Yeah, so so who lives in the wilderness?
2: Well, first and foremost is uh, one of the, the elven races that we have in the world, one of the three, and they're the, the Valinasi.
0: Those are your... In D and D terms, perhaps a wood elf, Sylvan elves, very
2: uh, a little blend of both. Uh, a little, we've we've taken a little. We never had a single race. Every race that we came up with, we've kind of blended uh, a couple others, and maybe one that isn't quite as recognizable. And then with that that blending is what we came up with.
1: And
0: they uh, they are predominantly the protectors of the wilderness. They are. A long-lived people, as most elves are, they they have a standing army, but there's been no war in the Wilderin for hundreds of years. the The wars tend to take place outside of the borders of the Wilderin.
2: I think their army has become more a militia than anything else. Yeah.
0: And then there's the Sylvanasi, the Hymerian version of uh, furbogs. They are forest giants. Yes. Uh, there are very few of those, very very few of those remaining, and they're solitary creatures. And sometimes you can catch them peeking through the uh, through the trees or the underbrush at you, but you're never too sure. If you had a camera, it'd be a it'd be the, a grainy, grainy photo. Bird. Yeah,
2: yeah. This this is a, a nod to uh, Scott's here uh, infatuation with uh, Yeti and Sasquatch, and they're real. Abominable snowmen and things like that. Again, so, real. Yes. I've never met one, but. Then there's the other race that you don't run into a whole lot of, the changelings. Or maybe you do, right? Or maybe you just you do. don't know you it. You just don't know it. Yeah, those would be the shifters in the game mechanics, but the changelings are not as rare as the, the
0: Sylvanasi, but they're they're rare to find. And like you said, or are they? because you may be looking at one and just not know they have the ability to
2: fully change into one of the woodland creatures.
0: Yeah. Bears, big cats, deer, stag, any, any number of woodland creature you can imagine. Mm -hmm. Um, Ours has a little difficulty with that. He does
2: a a little bit of a, a stunted growth. Perhaps he was not raised by other changelings but
0: by uh,
2: a blend of human and, and Valinasi.
0: Yeah. uh, A little, a a bit of a tramp. He was Uh, a bit. Yes. And then, and then we have the fairies. Um, These, these are the, the nature fairies. We have, we have two species of, of fairies that live in our world. Actually, they're, they're not entirely dissimilar from one another. We have the gutter fae that live in the uh, in the cities, yes, that were built on on the remnants of the wilderness. and then there's those fairies that live within the wilderness, yes, like our friend Dash, like our friend Dash, and then all manner of fae kind, right? Your all satyrs, your centaurs, everything you would expect to find in a fantastical kind of forest
2: well having a forest that's that's somewhat protected gives them the advantage of having somewheres where they feel safe right and they don't have to hide from everyone and everything which is why a lot of time you end up with also
0: the descendants of refugees from other lands yeah there's a bunch of them in there too they've They've come from other places many, many years ago for a variety of reasons and found their way to the wilderness. Some may have even gotten there recently, having been, because
2: of their oddities and the inability to mix in with some of the more more popular races, have gravitated towards this one spot where they're accepted uh, much more easily.
0: Yeah, uh, the Wilderen is a very um, accepting place, right? Very diverse, extremely diverse, and um, it's it's welcoming to these refugees, uh, both you know, new and of course back back in that during that period where most of the refugees left from various places in Hymerin and found their way into the Wilderen. Perhaps some of them even wanted a more simpler life away from the politics of the cities and the uh, racial tension between the various various races of the world, the mistrust of individuals different than them. They wanted to go somewhere where acceptance was, was more common than not.
2: It's also a much calmer, slower pace of life. The essentials... Uh you're gonna find what you need. You can hunt. You can farm. You can do anything you want. Just don't bother your neighbors, and they won't bother you. And that yeah. seems to be the, the golden rule for the wilderness.
0: I think I might stay when we're done here. I, they could always use yet another furbolg. Yeah, um, I'm 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 pretty handy in the woods. If I stand still long enough, you know, nobody'll notice me.
1: <laughs> Let's take a moment to talk about our sponsor.
0: You're a new DM. Who wants to jump behind the screen?
2: Maybe you've been volunteered by your gaming group but aren't quite ready. You've been watching people play games online or on podcasts and you're thinking to yourself, where do they come up with all that descriptive narrative? There's no way I can do that. Well, don't worry. We've got a solution for you. What if I were to tell you that I can put a team of professional writers alongside you at your desk while you're prepping your game? Sounds pretty good, huh? With Describe, we can do just that. These narratives vividly describe monsters, places, spells, people, you name it. It's there, and there are more than 6,000 of these easy-to-search-up, copy and pastable, beautifully written narratives right at your fingertips. Confidently read these narratives aloud in your campaign and impress noob and veteran gamer alike. And the best thing about it is, the library of narratives is constantly growing, and it's affordable. Describe has graciously provided us with a discount for our listeners. Head on over to Describe.com backslash DMD. That's dot com backslash DMD. Use the code DMD at checkout to try Describe for two weeks for free. Links will be in the show notes. And now, back to the show. Uh, we mentioned uh, about the, the, how the wilderness doesn't suffer evil very easily. Um, there's magic in the in the wilderness, inherent all over the place.
0: Lots of lots of magic. It is like that one bastion of magic that remains in a world where magic is looked upon suspiciously. It's kind of a nexus point for magic,
2: where it's a little stronger here than in other places. Now, whether that is is drawn to a particular point or whether it's just all the wilderness in itself is something that will someday hopefully be answered. But right now, it's just a very magic place.
0: Yeah, and I guess if you really want to know a lot about the magic here and what the nexus point is, you should really listen to the actual play.
2: Yes, a lot of these, these things are highlighted and some answers will be evident for you.
0: And then the wilderness is also like a crossroads. Yes. And there is that thing that is referred to as the veil. And the veil can be parted by a variety of different means that are not commonly known. Yes. And when the veil is parted, then that is the access point to these fractured kind of fae realms from many, many generations past.
2: Uh, layers of an
0: onion. Exactly.
2: There, there are layers uh, when you pass through the veil. Now, whether you're passing th- from one point to another, one time to another, one, one reality to another is not necessarily always clear. Right. You've gone from point A to point B. And point B doesn't look very much like point A, but in time and other times it does, it looks very much like, so you're not really quite sure, you know, you got there, you know, you can get there and back. Hopefully. Hopefully. But (laughs) it's a plan, a part, part, uh, destination B might be a little bit of a surprise.
0: Right. And finding the means to do that isn't always easy. Nope. And once once you do, getting back tends to be a little bit easier, but that depends on what fragmented part of the Fey Realms that you happen to travel to. Yes,
2: it might be a one-way door. And now you need to find a brand new door to either get back or maybe the only way to move back is to move forward.
0: And that... The Wilderin, because of its odd properties, because it is a, a, a place kind of out of time and in certain areas out of out of reality, or at least out of reality that is known to the greater population of the world, it's it's out of place. It it sticks oh, yeah. out amongst the rest of the world. It it's a it's a place where uh, Children are, are threatened with wicked fairy creatures if they don't mind their parents. Uh, fairy creatures of the, the wilderness will come and snatch you away if you don't go to sleep or if you don't mind your, your mummy and daddy.
2: You know, out, yeah, out in the common world, it's, it becomes that, that place of, of myth and legend and story. Unbeknownst to the common folk, it just might be better and or worse than what they're describing.
0: Yes, there is a trade-off. It is not certainly not a perfect place. No, no. It is idyllic in some areas, but not throughout the the entirety of the wilderness. Well, you can
2: have plenty of good, but there's always going to be a little evil to go along with it. Now, the wilderness doesn't tolerate very easily the evil, but sometimes things just simply grow. And it's a living realm. Yes. Yes. The, the, the heartbeat and the pulse being the magic and some people have their finger on the pulse and others are oblivious to it.
0: And a lot of times it is because it is not something they're interested in. Yeah, their they life ju- is simple. just don't care. <laughs> yeah. They'll toil in their gardens or in their fields or they'll in their shops and be perfectly happy with that.
2: And that could be just a, a single person or two, or it could be an entire populace.
0: But the wilderness breathes, Yes, it has a heartbeat, it may not have a heart, or perhaps it does. Perhaps it
2: does. But it definitely is a living realm. And for those tied into that living realm, it could be uh, a very engaging and fulfilling experience.
0: Yeah, and for some of the characters, I'm
2: sure it's going to be. (laughs) You would know that better than I. (laughs) <laughs> which is evident by which the smirk you just gave me. <laughs> yeah, so enjoy the Wilderin as we unveil and unfold little bits and pieces of it. And hopefully as you listen to these, you'll recognize the parts as we step from one section of the Wilderin to the next during the journey.
1: And that's our homebrew world, the Wilderin. We'll see you next time in the dojo. That's going to conclude this episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for more great content. If you'd like to hear a particular topic, you can reach us on Facebook at the Dungeon Masters Dojo. Or you can drop us an email at thedungeonmastersdojo at gmail.com. Thank you and have a good day.
0: You can support the Dungeon Masters Dojo in some very simple ways. Be patronizing, like Lou, and become a patron on Patreon and unlock exclusive patron content.
1: Or if you're like Scott and long-term commitment is an issue, you can buy a Sasaki, shop our merch page for DMD swag, or use our DriveThruRPG affiliate link next time you shop, DriveThruRPG. Or visit us
2: on the web at thedungeonmastersdojo.com. There, you'll find links to all the above. Don't forget to email us and say hello. Thanks for listening.